Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham, Scott, physically distancing. As always, hello, Scott. Sean, how's it going? It's a dark night. Uh, I is. feel I feel like the the weight of winter descended on me today. <laughs> well, it did snow here in Ottawa, and so we have uh, some snow on the ground. Not the first time this year but uh, maybe this one will stay we'll we'll see it's supposed to get warm again but yeah Mm -hmm. it did snow for most of the day here in the nation's capital and we are 10 11 days away from the shortest day of the year yeah yeah we're getting there right so about to turn the corner i'd say because oh boy i had like no energy today i had to go out for a walk at lunchtime just to get the blood pumping and uh yeah. i'd like to say that it really helped but uh <laughs> uh not not uh super super easily but uh anyway well you know it's just that time of the year right it's uh, everyone gets tired exhausted especially this year especially this year and sean that has also uh overcome us when coming up for ideas for our podcast <laughs> so <laughs> so what are we doing today so I wanted to go back and revisit an episode, one of my favorite ones that we've ever done, and see if we changed our mind at all. And this is one we did early in our run, our first summer season, where we looked back and tried to book a Scotty's Field based off of the all-time greatest teams. So using the current format of the Scotties, which was new at the time, back in 2018 when we did this, and booking it with 16 teams and Mm -hmm. trying to just create a fun field uh, for the best ever. And and we had some disagreements on who would represent provinces and the territories and who would be team Canada in this scenario. I know I got some pushback over who I had as team wildcard in this, uh, in this uh, whole project, but Mm -hmm. I I wanted to go back and revisit it because it was a fun one for us to do. And then I wanted to see if in the two years since we did it, if our minds had changed on anything. Yeah, so uh, this one is one of the most fun that we had recording. Uh, I believe we did it outside. It was summertime. Yeah. It harkens back to a uh, a lighter and brighter time. Uh, yeah, when we were allowed to record in, in person. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there were other people around. You'll hear some other voices periodically through that. Uh, we had some onlookers and some folks uh, chirping in when they felt it appropriate. So uh, sort of fun for that reason as well. Yeah, so super fun uh, episode. I am interested to hear how it ages or has aged. And uh, like like you said, we reference this one sort of quite a bit in yep. uh, other podcasts. So a good time for the new listeners to uh, jump in and, and take a listen to an all-time classic Game of Stones episode. <laughs> so uh, with that, let's check out our all-time fantasy Scotty's Field. So let's start in lovely Newfoundland and Labrador. And I have uh, a team in mind that would be the 1985 team skipped by Sue Ann Bartlett. 
Oh, Sue Ann Bartlett's team. They made to the finals. Is this, yeah. your, uh, this your reasoning? Yeah, silver medal in 1985. Sue Ann Bartlett represented Newfoundland 12 times at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Uh, they lost to Linda Moore in that final, uh, interestingly enough. Uh, overall, uh, she also made it to the semifinal in 1980, uh, or excuse me, 1979. So I think you can make a case that she's the best skip ever to come out of Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that for sure. 12, uh, 12 times, that doesn't, uh, the stats don't lie, right? Uh, for me, on the other hand, I went with a more recent team uh, because I don't know that much <laughs> history. But I went with uh, Kathy Cunningham's team uh, with third Peg Goss, second Kathy Kerr, and lead Heather Martin. And uh, she participated in, this, in the Scotties 14 times in 14 her career. 14 times. She is sixth in all times games played yeah, at the Scotties. Which was a determining factor for me, too. Uh, I'll be honest, I just went down the list of who played the most and I picked them. Well, maybe not. Okay. But uh, but I, she has two medals at the Scotties yes. uh, as well in 2003 and 1997 with uh, silver and bronze respectively. Yeah, now the thing for me though with Kathy, I, Kathy Cunningham didn't skip all the time. So no, she that's went true. and played other positions. So to me, that's why I would put Sue Ann Bartlett a little ahead of her. Uh, now... Yeah, you can make a case that Kathy Cunningham is the best women's player to ever come out of Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, I don't think that's an unreasonable mm-hmm. case to make. But for me, I would put Sue Ann Bartlett up there. And the other determinant for me is that when Kathy Cunningham uh, played and lost in the final to Colleen Jones in 2003, Three, yeah. her record was 6-5 and five in that round, Robin. For Sue Ann Bartlett, they went 7-3 and three when it was only... A round robin I, of... There's only 10 teams there. 11 teams. So, you know, I, I realize it's, you know, one more win. But to me, that also helps determine it as well. Yeah, okay. I, I understand what you mean. And, uh, I mean, that 2003 team, yeah, you're right. They snuck in the playoffs. and But they beat uh, Jan Betker from Saskatchewan, yes. uh, a pretty storied team, in their own right. And then they beat Suzanne Goody in the semifinal game to make the final. So. Yes. You know, uh, really good run, magical run. Pretty, pretty good run for those uh, those ladies from Newfoundland, and that's my pick. But okay. uh, now we also have to say uh, Heather Strong. Heather, Heather Strong also. She's been there twelve times. She's ninth on all times game played mm-hmm. at Escotties, uh, but never had the f- results that we've seen from these other two teams. No, exactly, exactly. Made the playoffs a couple times, but but yeah, but not sort of at the same level. So let's move on then, Nova Scotia. I think Nova Scotia is a cut and dry. There's no real debate on this as to who should be the Nova Scotia team. Uh, no, there's no debate. I just wondered if we were going Team Canada again or not. Even so, this this has to be Colleen Jones' team. Yeah, so for me, the, I would not put Colleen Jones as my Team Canada for this because event. Because you don't see a second team from Nova Scotia. In part, yeah. As being part of this. So. Yeah, in part. So I think uh, Colleen Jones and that magical team with Kim Kelly, Marion Arsenault, and Nancy Delahunt. Uh, I picked the 2004 year as the, the year that I would pick. They shot 82% that year. Point differential, they were plus 30 Ooh. in the round robin. So they shot 87% in the final when they beat Mary Franz LaRouche. Mm-hmm. And Colleen Jones shot 91% in that game. Uh, you could run down the list of things. Je- uh, Colleen Jones was the MVP 
Uh, there's a playoff MVP award. She's won it three times, which is tied for the most ever. 0203, 04. Kim Kelly won it in 99. Nancy Delahunt won it in 2001. <laughs> like, this team is just stacked. The only person to ever win that award is Marianne Arsenault, who we saw this year take her team to the playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah. This team was so stacked. And it's incredible how many, you know, five, five championships uh, for Colleen Jones – this team won two world championships. I, I think it's cut and dry. Like, there's no debate for me. And if she, if she doesn't make the fantasy finals, she can cover it. Yeah, yeah, she'll be there regardless. Right, right, right. So she'll be there uh, doing commentary for uh, on the sidelines for CBC, right? Yeah, yeah. hanging out with Devin Hurrell. <laughs> for sure. Good point. Uh, good so, point, Stammers. I like that. So we're clear. <laughs> like, I, I think we're pretty clear on that, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. All right, so let's move on then. Let's uh, let's go to the island, and the island I think is a little uh, more challenging, and I have a team in mind that for this one my criteria changed a little bit huh. from maybe career accomplishments to the team that I had the most fun watching. You know what, Sean? In the Scotties. This is really interesting because I also picked the team that I had the most fun watching in the Scotties, and they're from PI, and they're different than your team. I guarantee they're different. You guarantee they're different from my team. Yeah. So I picked the 2010 team. Of course you did. (laughs) So the 2010 team with Kathy O'Rourke as the skip throwing second, Aaron Carmody throwing four stone, Jerry Lynn Ramsey, Trisha Affleck. They played in one of my favorite finals that I've ever seen, Super Bowl Sunday, February 7th, 2010. (laughs) I remember watching that game. Extra ends against Jennifer Jones Mm -hmm. where they lose. They beat Chris McCarville in the final. Aaron Carmody won the MVP that year. Kathy O'Rourke is just hilarious. I love Kathy O'Rourke. I've had the chance to talk to her mm-hmm. in scrum areas before. She's just super fun to talk to. So that 2010 team from PEI is my choice. What is your choice? Now, they're a great uh, story. They had a, an amazing week. I remember that that final myself in particular. Uh, we were at my house in Montreal watching... Uh, while people around us were like, hey, let's get the Super Bowl on, bud. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I picked the the uh, 2003 team, Suzanne Goody, Rebecca Jean McPhee, Robin McPhee, and Susan McInnes. Mm. Uh, I, I was at university that year, my second year. I remember I was always in the lounge watching uh, watching the games. Everybody was like, who's this weird old guy watching uh, <laughs> watching curling all the time? But uh, I remember watching, and I I was so disappointed that they lost their uh, uh, their game on the Saturday night that I went out and got super drunk. So <laughs> this is the team that I'm picking to be in there. Um, still forces on the on the scene from PEI and uh, Suzanne and Robin. So based on that, and based on the fact that Jerrylyn Ramsey and Aaron Carmody moved out of the province. Yeah. and are not competing in, under the banner of PI anymore. I'm giving it to Suzanne Goody. Not unreasonable. That team went 10-1, and one, but they did lose the two playoff games that they had that year. So not only did they lose like yeah. the Saturday night game, which I think was the semifinal, if I'm not mistaken, because they would have lost that 1-2 game Friday night when that's they used right, to do yeah. it then. So I, I can see why that, that's not an unreasonable choice. Suzanne Burt's been there nine times. I also had on my list as a potential skip Kim Dolan who played in 11 Scotties, a couple with Suzanne Goody, Suzanne Burt. Uh, So, yeah, it's hard to argue against Suzanne, but 
for me, it was just I just love that 2010 team so much. Moment they're, in time. Right? They're just fun to watch. Like I, I could just listen to Kathy O'Rourke just talk all day. <laughs> like it's just fun to listen to her talk. So that was my choice for Prince Edward Island. Any comments from the peanut gallery on that one? No. No. Any tiebreaker votes? No. They're. The, I guess uh, they're they're saving their commentary for the end. They they uh, used up all their commentary last week. They they haven't had enough drinks yet this week. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get them. Get them all lubed up. All right, so let's move on then to New Brunswick. And the New Brunswick, uh, New Brunswick's a little harder. I mean, New Brunswick doesn't have a lot of success in the women's game traditionally. So for me, I went with the team that has the best finish in a Scotties or at a women's national championship. I went with the 1991 Heidi Hanlon team. Whoa. Along with Kathy Floyd, Sherry Stewart, Mary Harding, they went eight and three that year. They lost to Julie Sutton in the final. Sherry Stewart was the all-star second, and as an added little benefit, Heidi Hanlon is eleventh all-time in Scotty's games played, with 124, eleven-time uh, New Brunswick provincial championship. Interesting, interesting. I I I uh, don't know really why I picked who I picked. Okay. Uh, so you went with Sylvie Robichaux from 2018. I went with the team that participated in the 1963 <laughs> Diamond D Championship uh, of Mabel DeWare, Harriet Stratton, Forbes Stevenson, and Marjorie Fraser. Okay. I believe they won a bronze medal at this uh, event before okay. bronze medals were given out. Right. So I think they placed third. In the um, round robin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, but... Uh, Nope. The, the other thing about uh, Mabel DeWare to know is that she was the MLA for Moncton West for a long time. Nice. Was appointed a senator by Brian Mulroney and uh, is still kicking it at age 91. Pretty good. And on Wikipedia, her occupation is curler and politician. Nice. So nice. Uh, a third place finish, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, again, my, but I think Heidi Hanlon might have a higher... Uh, a better resume? Oh, it wasn't. It was the a first place, uh, first place victory. They won nineteen sixty. So they won in nineteen sixty three. Yeah, that's on the right. Red Robin. Okay, that's different then um, than what you said before. Yeah, uh, well, uh, okay. I was looking at the flag for the flag, and the flag is something different. Oh, okay. So the thing too, like, so Heidi Hanlon lost to Julie Sutton in the playoffs twice. Yeah. And the Scotties. Then she went on to win the twenty twelve World Senior Championship. Uh, as well, so I think a, a really strong career there. Another person who could be considered is Andrea Kelly slash Andrea Crawford. Uh, been there five times, maybe. Uh, if you're looking more modern, but for me, I, I think it's got to be Heidi Hanlon. Yeah, I think you got to throw uh, Andrea Crawford out there, uh, um, given that uh, she had such high expectations all the time and wasn't able to put it together. Um, uh, Heidi Hanlon, sure. But I thought it would be uh, again a good story to include somebody from another one with that and earlier they won, eras. Right? You, they want people who win. You want people who win. There. Speaking of which, let's move on to Quebec because I have a national champion as my pick out of Quebec, oh, and that is the 1975 team skipped by Lee Tobin with Marilyn McNeil, Michelle Garneau, Lori Ross, champions going seven and two. This was a time before there was actually a championship game. But they had to play Saskatchewan and Marjorie Mitchell in a tiebreaker game. That's right. Which they won 7-5. to five. 
Uh, Lee Tobin was a four-time Quebec championship winner. This is pre-world championship mm -hmm. for the women as well. So we don't know what would have happened if they had gone on to a world championship. But for me, that is a, a pretty clear choice. Yeah, that was the uh, when it was called the McDonald Lassies champion championship, sponsored by those uh, cigarettes, eh? McDonald cigarettes. Yeah, back when you could do that. Yeah, good times, good times. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I see why you picked the team that wins, but uh, for me, I went with Marie-France LaRouche, uh, uh, their team that made the finals there and lost to, to Colleen Jones. So that, the 2004 uh, team. That was a fun run, and uh, you know, I, I, I've seen them back at other events since, and uh, for reasons like your uh, Prince Edward Island rep, it was a good run for them, and it was just fun to watch. Yeah, I have a picture of on the, the, the Scotties in 2008. Uh, the winter of 2008, was, we're in Regina. I have a picture with the Mary Franz LaRouche team at the Patch, or the Heartstop Lounge, it was actually still called. Right. Then, and that's why I have a picture with them there. Yeah, definitely a fun team. And Annie LeMay, of course, is local for us here in that's Ottawa. Right. That's right. Uh, she, you can see her around clubs here a lot. So, yeah, nine-time Quebec champion there. So, yeah, it... Strong case to be made for Mary France Rouge is the best player out of Quebec. But uh, you're right, Lee, Lee Tobin's team was my uh, honorable mention, my my second place finisher, so yeah. to speak. All right, so let's move on to Ontario, where we currently reside. I am picking a team that uh, claims to be to live here um, currently. Uh, I think it's Rachel Holman. Yeah, and I'm going with the 2014 version of Rachel Holman as well. Oh, pre-Joanne Courtney. I'm going pre-Joanne Courtney, yeah. Okay. I'm going with Ali Kreviasik on the team. Wow. Uh, I'm also picking the, the Holman team for this, uh, but I'm picking their current iteration uh, and the team that won the World Championships going undefeated in 2016. Okay, that is completely reasonable. 2017? 2016? 2017. Right. It was last... What year is it? It's 2018. Okay. Um, all right, so let me throw this out to you for the 2014 team. In the Scotties, this yep. is this is this swayed me big time. They went eleven and zero. They shot ninety percent as a team for the week. They scored ninety four points. They gave up forty three points. They were plus fifty one in point differential. Homan was named the playoff MVP. Homan, Miskew, and Kreviasik were first team All Stars that year. I think that was the most dominant Scotties performance that they've had. That's why I'm picking them. Counterpoint. Yeah. That uh, was arguably the weakest Scotty's field until this past year. Uh, it was, uh, again, the Olympic year. Jennifer Jones wasn't there. No, but Chelsea Carey was there. But Chelsea Carey was at the very beginning. Like She, she wasn't yet the Chelsea Carey that would go on to win okay. the Scotty's. Val Sweeting, same story. Uh, wasn't quite there yet. Uh, you know, as as a number one style team. Okay. And uh, it was this year that Curling Canada knew was going to be a down year. Put the Scotties in Montreal. Mm -hmm. uh, Rachel Holman's team, I think, was the only one that ones that didn't get sick. There was a, yes. a crazy flu going through the through the crowd and yeah, Kesavanzash teams. Her team played with three, three players, players, including a, a their times, yeah. including their alternate. So. Uh, that's my counterpoint to that. Yes, they were dominant, but they were easily the best team in that field. Yes, uh, easily and, the best team in that field. And and so, you know, uh, I think it's a little more impressive doing what they did 
uh, last season in the Worlds. Then. Okay, and yeah, you can make a case too, and I don't think it's in a reasonable case that Joan Courtney is a better overall player than Allison Krebiazic. Perhaps. Oh, we've got some hands but, raised from the um, uh, peanut gallery on that one. We don't necessarily all agree with that, but um, I, I think it's pretty clear um, that either one of those teams is the best out of Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Regardless. I, 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 yeah, 100%. So uh, Rachel Holman's played in five Scotties. Yeah. What do you think her record is? Oh, I think she's lost like six games the whole time. Okay, that's way less than she, well not way less than she actually has her oh, overall 10? her overall record as a skip in the Scotties including playoffs 53 and 12 yeah they're they're amazing yeah 46 and 9 in round robin 8 and 3 in the playoffs i don't think we've we need to prove how much we love uh, Rachel Holman's team how much given how much we talk about them on this podcast how great we think they are yeah so another possibility i mean Sherry Madoff, maybe Marilyn Mo- Bodo may or may not come up later who knows um <laughs> So let's let's then move on with Rachel Holman out of Ontario and move on to Manitoba. And this is a province where for me, Scotty, the Did we um, did we forget about Northern Ontario? Yes, I sure did forget about that. Okay. Um, I, I was I wasn't sure if we were gonna do Northern Ontario because of course they didn't have a, a spot in the Canadian right. women's championship no, for right. a long oh, time. So yeah, so excuse me, yeah, let's do Northern Ontario. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick a team from Northern Ontario that may or may not have represented them uh, right. Northern so Ontario. Right, so we're, we're the- kind of cheating, kind of not, because if Northern Ontario had existed as a member association for women at this time, then this team would have definitely represented Northern Ontario. And we're agreed on this, that despite our uh, undying support and appreciation of everything that Krista McCarville does and can do, that we're picking Heather Houston. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was one of those things that I I thought at the last minute after having done everything else. Oh, are we, are we doing Northern Ontario? Right. Oh, right. And then of course, yeah, it has to be Heather Houston's team. It absolutely has to be two-time champions back to back. 1989 World Champions uh, mm-hmm. Tracy Kennedy, who was the lead on that team, was the All Star in '88 and '89. And here's a fun little fact, Scott, that you may or may not know. That uh, Heather Houston, four straight years, four straight Scotties from uh, eighty-eight to ninety-one. Mm-hmm. She went seven and four in all four of those Scotties. Wow! Yeah. So there's death taxes and Heather Houston going seven and four in Scotties. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, eh? Wow, not bad. Not yeah. Now bad. Ryan Stammers, who is sitting here, is uh, related to Heather Houston. Uh, so obviously, clearly biased in this discussion. Very much so. Yeah. But do you have any? Do you want to get on the mic and and say anything about Heather Houston? Uh, I kind of missed part of your discussion about <laughs> Northern Ontario, but uh, I'm sure you said some very nice things. And I guess I would point out, first, weren't they the first team to win as team? As to defend as Team Canada. Defend as Team Canada. Yeah, I think you're right. They mm-hmm. were in 1989 there. Yeah, and, and especially, you know, being Team Canada, there's always that uncertainty. I think teams are much better at it now than they used to be about figuring out what their schedule is going to be in terms of finding games during that period when everyone else is in provincials. So mm-hmm. I think it's easier for teams to figure it out now, but they're really on the vanguard of trying to figure out how to actually come back and be sharp as Team Canada. So, yeah, definitely another point in their favor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, playing out of the Fort William Club in Thunder Bay, as does the current 
Game of Stones favorite, uh, Kristen McCarville. So, a uh, good uh, legacy left by Heather Houston there at that uh, at that club. Yeah, so, yeah, Kristen McCarville class, slash Krista Scharf, right, uh, would be the other one. She's mm-hmm. been there six times, four times as Team Ontario, four times as Team Northern Ontario, or two times, excuse me, as Team Northern Ontario. But you got to give it up to somebody who has won a world championship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so that, now let's move on to Manitoba, as I... Uh, jumped the gun before now this is where the format helped me personally with having a wild card and a team Canada to choose from in Manitoba so that might spoil what I'm about to say in terms of who I'm picking but I'm curious as to who you picked for Manitoba well I picked Jennifer Jones Sean I I I picked her her most recent team with Caitlin Laws Jill Officer and Don McEwen she had some great teams before that as well uh, notably, Kathy Overton Clapham played with her, Kathy Gauthier. Uh, but this, this is the team I'm going to pick to come out of Alberta, or uh, Manitoba, sorry. <laughs> Big provinces, prairies, so the same thing. Because to me, they're not the team that I would pick as Team Canada. No, they're not. No. Wow. So. That is surprising to me because I do not have Jennifer Jones coming out of Manitoba. Representing Manitoba for me, I have Connie Laliberti, of course. And I have the 95 Connie Laliberti team with Kathy Overton, Kathy Goche, and Jan Arnott and on it. To be honest, that team, I have it written down here on the uh, line right beside uh, right beside this other team. So they were my second place team for sure. But the more I'm thinking about it, you know, the, the more I think maybe there's another team that could... Uh, could be Team Canada. Okay. Now I could be talked into either one, but when we get there, yeah, we'll we'll talk about we'll it. Talk so about it. this thing about Connie Lalaberry. So this '95 team, they go ten and one, shooting seventy-eight uh, percent. Now Connie Lalaberry won three times. Goche, Kathy Goche was there for two. Kathy Overton was only there for that '95 championship with Connie Lalaberry. Mm-hmm. Jan Arnott was there for all three of them. If we're looking at all times, all-time games played, Kathy Overton is fourth at one hundred fifty-nine. Jan Arnott. 13th, 118. Connie Laliberti in 19th at 103. So they've all played over 100. Mm-hmm. Connie Laliberti won seven medals in world championships. Now the only really blight, if you can call it that, on her resume is that she never won the world championship. Uh, she won, or excuse me, sorry, she did, sorry. She won one, excuse me, in 1984. But this team this did team not did win not, yeah. the world championship. But I would have this team because it gets you Kathy Orton Clapham in the field okay uh all good points and uh you know we'll see we'll see if you can swing me when we get there so the only other team that i thought of was of course the isabel ketchen team that won three provincial championships in 1952 1959 and 1960 so this is before we have national championships for them to even play in so if we're going to talk about great teams out of manitoba this is a team that we don't know what they could have done on a national stage because there wasn't one for them to go to. That's right. That's right. But uh, you know, I mean, all due respect to Isabel Ketchin. Uh, Jennifer Jones is beating them uh, seven days of the week and twice on Sunday. In all likelihood, yes, uh, that is, I think, a safe bet. So I'm going to stick with Connie Laliberti. You're going with Jennifer Jones out of Manitoba. So let's move on to our friends in Saskatchewan. I think Saskatchewan for the women is a little more interesting, actually, than Saskatchewan was for the men because it was so clear on the men's side that it's Ernie Richardson. Now, on the women's side, maybe a little more room for discussion. So what do you have there, Well, here's where uh, 
here's where my team Canada comes up. So, oh. so in order to uh, you know appease those Saskatchewan listeners out there, um, I'm gonna take t- Vera Pazer's team. Vera Pazer, Pazer, Pazer. That's who I have too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna take them as my uh, Saskatchewan rep. Uh, coming out, uh, Saskatchewan won six uh, national championships in a row, uh, and she was a part of four or five of them? Four of them, I think. Uh, three times as a skip uh, in 71, 72, 73. I think, uh, sorry, I've had it 70, 71, 72, but we're in the same range. Okay. Whatever so, it is. Early 70s, she won three in a row as a skip. <laughs> mm-hmm. She w- was the third on Joyce McKee's 1968 championship team. She so they th- she was part of four and five years, uh, and again this is pre world championship. So exactly so, so that's uh, that's my team. That now yeah. obviously there's uh, another Saskatchewan team that is. Uh, yeah, but let, sorry. Let's talk. The one more thing about this team though is that Joyce McKee, who was the skip on the '68 team, she was also on the '72. So I picked 1972 as my team. So you have then the teams from. Uh, oh, so you're right, 71, 72, 73. But that 72 team, you have Joyce McKee, who was the skip in 68. Lenore Morrison was the lead on that team. She was also on that 68 team. So you have three players on that team who had won four and five, or four and six years. It was four and five years because um, it was 69. Yeah. 69. So yeah. really a power squad, really. Like that's a dynasty of curling right there. It really is. And late 60s, early 70s. It's, it's sort of akin to Colleen Jones' team and what they accomplished in the early aughts. Yeah, uh, but arguably harder because there's no Team Canada. Yeah, yeah, uh, for them to come back year after year as uh, Team Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's and good. Uh, Vera Pezzer also has a PhD Yes, is the current chancellor of the University of Saskatchewan. Yes, which of course uh, warms my heart as uh, a pseudo-academic myself. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there you go. I mean, yeah. uh, and I believe she's an accomplished golfer as well, or tennis player. Like, she has a summer sport that she uh, Canadian softball um, championship. Oh, there you go, softball, so. golfing contender, and curling <laughs> champion. So, wow. I mean, obviously a, a tremendous athlete, right there, and and I believe sort of in her seventies, right, seventies right now, uh, seventy nine. Um, and as as Stammer said, there the chancellor of the University of Saskatchewan. So, yeah, I'm with you on Vera Pazer. Now, of course, the other team that people are going to be saying, why aren't you talking about Sandra Smurler? Yeah. So you have Sandra Smurler so then. Sh- Sandra Smurler is my is team, team Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, that team, all-time team, uh, wins the gold medal in 2002. Yeah. Or, yeah? No, 1998. Ni- 1998, yeah. Uh, at Making the, the crazy in-off in the trials. To get there. To get yeah. there, yeah. And she makes it. Um, she three-time Scotty's champion, too, that team. That's like, right. Let's not forget yeah. about that too. It's not just about the gold medal, and she played in the Scotties seven different times as Sandra Peterson and Sandra Schmerler. And 1998 Olympic gold medals. The playoff MVP award was renamed after she died. After her, it's the Sandra Schmerler Award. Uh, Marcy Gooderite won the first one ever, actually, uh, when they inaugurated the award in 1997. Obviously, before right. they named it after her. And and not only success on the national level and at the Olympics, but three world championships as well. So Yeah, and the legacy of Sandra Schmerler with the foundation and the neonatal care and, and everything that uh, the Curling Canada has done and her family has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe her kids now are 
I think they've, I don't know if they've aged out of junior yet or not, but they're, they've been playing in some events. Uh, we see them every year at the Scotties during the, uh, the foundation events, yeah, the, so the telethon. So this is a team that you can't have this sort of uh, exercise without including. So right. I've but neither of us have them as Team Saskatchewan. Neither of us would have them wearing the green. Originally, I had them as Team Saskatchewan, but then I was thinking a little more about it, and I wanted to include uh, that Vera Pazer team. So they're my Team Canada. Okay. Now the other team that you could perhaps include is the 2011 Amber Holland team. And by the team, I mean just 2011 Amber Holland. Wow. Who made uh, hero shots all week. Yeah, she was uh, carrying that team on her yeah. back. and. Uh, but just because I would want to see Amber Holland, 2011 Scotty's Amber Holland play. Okay. And make those shots. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll go with Vera <laughs> Pazer from Saskatchewan. Now, Alberta. Uh, very interesting. Can I tell you something about Alberta, Sean? Sure, I, please. I didn't pick a team from Alberta because... I couldn't uh, decide. You could not decide. I couldn't decide who to put in, and and I'm willing to be talked into uh, a bunch of different teams. So okay, interesting. So, uh, I I picked Kathy King. Okay, so for me, I had Kathy King was an option. Cheryl Bernard's team. Uh, oh no, not Cheryl Bernard. Or Heather Nedwin. The thing is that no, not Heather Nedwin either. But the thing no, is, I that don't think it's close. The province. Those. The province is so difficult to get out of. Yeah, but no, neither, no, no. Cheryl Bernard never won. Cheryl Bernard didn't win this thing. No, so, I know. So no, so that's a firm no for me. Heather Nedwin, no. Um, <laughs> the other choices that <laughs> no I, uh, no, the other choices that I have on it would be Myrna McQuarrie, who won in 1977, went 9-1. Uh, Susan Seitz went 9-1 and, and won a silver in the world championship in 1981. Susan Seitz was on my list. Too, you, could yeah. even, you could even talk me into Val Sweeting at back-to-back finalist appearances. Um, but no, I think it's easily Kathy King. And I picked the 1998 team that had Heather Godberson, Brenda Bomer, and Kate Horn on it. That team went 10-1. and one. They beat Ann Merkliner uh, twice in the playoffs, in the 1-2 game and in the final. Kathy King played seven times in a Scotties. She made three finals. She lost in 95 to Connie Laliberti. She lost in 1999 to Colleen Jones. So I'm definitely picking this team uh, and the World Seniors. World Senior Championship, Kathy King has in 2013. They won, This team won bronze in the World Championship. Brenda Bomer won the MVP award that season. I think this is the, the team. Okay. <laughs> like, like I say, I didn't have very strong feelings one way or the other. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, find, I found it hard because, uh, because it, it did seem like uh, in the history of Alberta, I mean... They've done quite well at at uh, national championships, and there have been a lot of good teams, but no, there was no like real great team that stood out to me. Like, oh, of course. Now maybe this Kathy King team of 1998 that you talked about, or uh, is the team? Maybe, but to me, I was like, oh, yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, no, I think that's the team. I think the overall body of work, and then here we have a championship. Yeah, I, I think that's. Pretty, and, you, and you don't like that good. 2012 uh, Nedwin team, hey? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> okay, I mean, moving on. No, I mean, it's a, it's a fine team, but I, honestly, you, I'd rather have a team with Amy Nixon on it, like Shannon Clybrink with Amy Nixon on it, than, than that team, to be honest. Um, okay. All right, so let's move on then, because uh, I feel strongly then about Alberta, and you don't. Nope. So let's move on then to your old stomping grounds, and Stammers' old stomping 
stomping grounds out in British Columbia. And there are some, some interesting choices that you could have here. And some people who we've heard of, some people who we haven't heard of, but I'm going to go with Kelly Scott. And I'm going with the 2007 Kelly Scott team, of course, with Gina Schrader, Sasha Carter, Renee Simons. That team went 10 and one shot, 82% on the week. And the reason I picked the 27 or 2007 team, uh, of course, that won, is that that field had Jen, Jen Becker, Jennifer Jones, Suzanne Goody, Cheryl Bernard, Krista Scharf, Krista McCarville. Those were the playoff teams with tiebreakers. It also had Heather Strong, Kelly Law, Carrie Cooey in that field. That's an incredible field. And they come out victorious. So I'm picking the 2007 Kelly Scott team. Okay, so uh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, I think you're maybe a little biased uh, by recency with this pick. Uh, Kelly Law is also, you know, somebody that had a great couple of years. But Sean, I got to go all the way back to 1985. Linda Moore. Okay. Linda Moore, Lindsay Sparks, Debbie Jones, and Lori Carney uh, winning it for BC. Now, uh, I don't really know why, other than... Other than she was uh, on TV for a long time? She was on TV for a long time. That's it. But uh, to me, that team, uh, you know, brings a different era to this field. Uh, you know, they, they their team would go on to get the gold medal at 88 Calgary in the demonstration sport. Yep. Uh, and they would win the world championship that year. So, uh, with Kelly Scott's team... Yeah, they they made it uh, back to back. They did. They back to back championships, but uh, something about uh, Linda Moore's place in in this field, I think, uh, is why why I would pick her. All right, so now Kelly Scott made it in three finals. What about Julie? Skinner? Julie Skinner. Yeah. What about Julie Skinner? I'm surprised nobody mentioned her. No, I don't have Julie Skinner on my list uh, at all. I'll tell you who I do have on my list, though, as a potential candidate, is Ina Hansen who won in 1962 and 1964, won the Scotties. Um, I have her there, or at least the BC Provincials, if yeah. not the Scotties. Yeah. Uh, so I have her on there as a potential person. But the thing about Kelly Scott, though, she was there eight times. She made it to three finals. She won a bronze in 2005-2013. And when the Scotties was in, again, Regina in 2008, when I was there, I was there the draw that they were eliminated. And... Just the reaction from the crowd when she was eliminated, uh, there was a lot of support and a lot of love there for her. Uh, so I'm sort of biased to that. And uh, her at the end of every shot giving the time is sort of what stands out in my mind. Ten and, and a half. Scott. Ten and a half. Ten six. The case ten, I would make for Julie Skinner is, is the, the two gold hearts and there's also two heart silver medals. Okay. As well as a world championship and an Olympic bronze. Yeah, so but the, there's a lot of accomplishments there. It was a lot of accomplishments, but not all as a skip. And, yeah. And so she did get the bronze medal in 2002 playing with Kelly Law. True. Uh, played with Kelly Law in 2000 as well uh, when they won the Scotties. So, but we're like, yeah, we're looking at like the overall team. And yeah, Julie Skinner had a great career. I agree from a team perspective. Yes. You're but on track. yeah, so. Um, so but that, I mean, you could make an argument for that Kelly Law team that had three amazing three seasons. amazing years yeah you absolutely could the other thing though i'll <laughs> say about um kelly scott is that in the 20 in the 2006 players championship she scored an eight ender against the aforementioned kathy king 
which I believe still stands as the only eight ender in Grand Slam history. I hope so. I hope it's the only one. Yeesh. Um, okay. I mean, I understand. Uh, maybe Kelly Scott saying the time all the time is what's knocking her out of contention for me. Yeah, people. Our our mother, for instance, does not like her voice. Well, you know, I mean, you can't control really your voice. You really can. Uh, really and can. you know, uh, all due respect to uh, Marla Mallet uh, and their team. They had a great Vancouver run in in two thousand nine. But when they came back last year into twenty seventeen, it was rough. Uh, it was rough. Let's say it was rough. It was a rough go. Yeah. So, um, so Kelly Scott for you, uh, Linda Moore for me. Yeah, and, there, and Linda Moore, like, obviously, it, you can't take anything away from Linda Moore and what she accomplished. But the thing I think about Linda Moore, I think what her legacy is in the sport, and apart from the broadcasting, is the coaching. The coaching. And right. BC Curling is, you know, BC Curling, you know, it isn't obviously the strongest association, but it's produced a lot of great players, and I think she is a, a fundamental figure in that. And without Linda Moore... BC would be in a lot worse shape because it's just so hard to play. We talk about this for the East Coast teams all the time. It's hard to play on tour a lot because it's so expensive to get to the events. A little less expensive in BC, but you still have to fly everywhere because there's not a lot of events in BC. So they can produce top flight players, I think is a great credit to Linda Moore and what she did. Yeah, yeah. And and her voice on the broadcast for so many years, you know, really helped introduce a new generation of uh, Canadian curling or fans to Canadian curling, so yeah. uh, that I, that's sort of maybe a sentimental uh, pick for me. All right, so let's go then to the north. Uh, just like what I did with Ontario, I segregated a team out from those who represented the entire territories for a team that I could have represent UConn, and it is not this year's representative from UConn from the 2018 event. It is the 1983 team. Skipped by Shelley Bidfell with Elizabeth McCray, Louise McCray, and Dale Sanderson. The reason, of course, that I am picking this UConn team is that they have the best finish ever. For the Territories, 10-game round robin, Scott. What do you think their record was? Their record was 8-2. and two. They did go 8-2. and two. Remarkable. Can't get anything by me, Sean. <laughs> no, you really can't. She played in two Scotties in 83 and 85. In 85, she came back, went 6-4. and four. So her career record as a skip is 14 and 6 in the Scotties from the north. That is absolutely remarkable. So for me, that's who I would have to pick from the Yukon. Yeah, yeah, that uh, team was on my list of, of teams here, but I had to pick a Kerry Galusha team. Now, now I didn't know we were picking uh, individual territories. Okay, so let's move on. So you mentioned Kerry Galusha. So Kerry Galusha I pick from uh, the territories. Now, which version of Carrie Galusha because she has been there 15 times, a couple times as a spare, or and, as the fifth player. And has also played, thrown third rocks, thrown lead rocks. Yeah. She has uh, done it all. She is 14th all in all-time games played at the Scotties. She's played 117 times. Do you have a specific year? Which team do you want for Carrie Galusha? Because I have a year. Well, I'll give you the players because I didn't write down the year. But it was Kerry Galusha, third Don Moses, second Shona Barber, and lead Heather McKay. That's what I have, too. That is the 2009 team, and I'm assuming we picked them for the same reason, because that is the team that in the round robin, 
in beat. draw number 11 beat Jennifer, Jennifer Jones, Jones 10 to 8 first time a territories team had beat team Canada that's right that's right that's uh, why I picked them Kerry uh, Galusha obviously is a legend of curling in the north and it uh, doesn't show any signs of slowing down no one of the things too about Kerry Galusha is that when you see interviews with Fred Cooey Kevin Cooey and Jamie Cooey uh, I've seen interviews where they're all asked, who is the best shot maker in the family? And without hesitation, they all say Carrie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. the best shot maker out of all of them, which is a remarkable thing to say when Kevin Cooey is part of that group. But, you know, they all sort of respect what her ability is. That actually, that 2009 team, they won the Sport North Team of the Year. Yes, based Uh, on the strength of beating beating Jennifer Jones. Yeah, they only went 4-7 and in that round robin, but that was a, a... Huge victory. She won the Sportsmanship Award in 2017, an award that Sherry Anderson has won, you know, about 87 times, even though it's only been awarded for 20 years. Uh, but Sherry Anderson's won that award a bunch. But uh, but the, the people who win that award, that Sportsmanship Award, is a sign not only of the quality of play, but also the quality of person and the respect that you have from your peers. Because mm-hmm. it's a peer-voted award. So she she's won that. Uh, for Nunavut, I just picked this year's team. Uh, well, they're the I only liked, ones that made it. Right? I know, but I like that that girl who they had as fifth who came on and skipped the last game mm-hmm. for them and cursed on national television and then commented <laughs> on the hot mic that she had just cursed on national television. I very much enjoyed that. Yes, she uh, she did. And we'll definitely be seeing her again at the national championships. Absolutely. So now we get into uh, Team Canada. And the wild card. So for me, I, of course, did not have Jennifer Jones coming out of Manitoba. That's because I have Jennifer Jones as Team Canada. I have the 2015 team with Caitlin Laws there, Jill Officer, Don McEwen. Uh, that team went 10-1 in the round robin. You really don't have to talk about what Jennifer Jones has done. The reason I have them as Team Canada is because Jennifer Jones has won six Scotties. The most. Yeah. Tied with Colleen Jones, right? Yeah. So it, it's hard for me to no. I think doesn't Colleen only have five? Only have five, um, right? But yeah, like she has the most. It's hard for me to pick anybody else's Team Canada other than the person who's in this case who has won the most, and it gets Connie Lalaberti in the field too. Uh, for me, it's it's pretty clear that that team was the best, and it's it's kind of remarkable to think about it too. That Caitlin Laws has only won one Scotties uh, because since that change with Kathy Overton. Uh, Jennifer Jones, of course, has won two, but Caitlin Laws wasn't there this year. Right. She was off at the Olympics. So Caitlin Laws has won the one, and that's the year that she was there, and they won. In addition to the six championships that Jennifer Jones has won, she's lost three finals. So she's made it to nine Scotty's finals, which is an incredible feat. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Probably the best women's player ever. I'd say. Yeah, so I have that. You mentioned that you had Sandra Schmerler as your team candidate. And that's who you're picking as your wildcard team, I see. Well, so for me, it's a debate, right? So Sandra Schmerler and that team, obviously great. What do you, like, who do you not have? Is it, do you not have Sandra Schmerler or do you not have Marilyn Bodo? You don't have Marilyn Bodo (laughs) is is the right answer. Sandra Schmerler is amazing. Come on. Sandra Schmiller is absolutely amazing, but I don't want to. Let's not be dismissive of Marilyn Bodo, who is a two-time world champion. I'm going to be dismissive. It's she won fine. two world championships, and she won those world championships ten years apart. 
Like she won in 86 and 96. Yeah, and she won in an era when uh, players weren't as good. 96? Yeah. You mean the same time that Sandra Schmirler was winning? Sandra Schmirler was dominating. Like, what are you talking about? Uh. You're making no sense. Like, so let's not, I don't want to give any sort of short shrift, but yeah, I would probably... Oh, you don't want to give short shrift, like you didn't give short shrift to all those teams in Alberta. <laughs> no, they're not as good. They're just not as good. Oh, I just don't uh, want to give short they're, shrift. They're not, oh. as, they're, they're not as good as the as Kathy King. No, I've Marilyn Bodo's out, Sandra Schmirler's in. All right, so you're dismissing Foot the down. two-time world champion. Okay, but no, I would have Sandra Schmirler in. Who do you have as your wild card? Well, now I'm going to have to pick um, Marilyn Bodo. No, uh... No, you could pick Connie Lalliberti. Yeah, Connie, Connie Lalliberti that Connie Lalliberti team was the other team on my uh, on the side here. Okay. Uh, the other, the other thing that I said as a potential wildcard team would be the Chelsea Carey team from 2017, only because that gets Laney Peters, who I think is maybe the most underrated player ever, perhaps, because uh, she was of course the fifth with all those Colleen Jones teams, yeah. and Amy Nixon into the field. But I don't think you could make a case of Chelsea Carey over even Marilyn Bodo. And since you're yeah. dismissive of Marilyn Bodo, no, I, you're I, obviously I, very dismissive of Chelsea Carey, too. Uh, no, get her. It's out. No. All right, so let's go through our list again uh, real quick and see if we can come to some sort of agreement here okay. on who we have. So for Newfoundland and Labrador, I had Sue Ann Bartlett from 1985. And I had Kathy Cunningham. Uh, okay, let's go. I'm going with Sue Ann Bartlett, I think, that... You go with the highest, ra- the highest finish for a team. So let's go with Sue Ann Bartlett, okay. representing Newfoundland and Labrador. New Brunswick, Heidi Hanlon, uh, Mabel Dewar. Oh yeah, let's go with Mabel. I think it's is it. How do you spell that, Scott? Delta yeah. Echo uh, Whiskey Alpha Romeo Echo. Dewar. Right, okay, so all right, so let's do that. Let's go with Dewar. <laughs> Seems like Dewar to me. Uh, Nova Scotia, we have Colleen Jones. I think that's cut and dried. No yeah. real debate there. Uh, PEI, I, I really like that Kathy O'Rourke team. I really, really do. And do, you I, give, do you give any credence for longevity to Suzanne? Plus her junior record? Great junior record, absolutely. Um, World junior champion? I just love that team so much. I, I think uh, Nancy's pointing at uh, me. All right, so Nancy votes for that. All right, fine. So we'll give that to the Suzanne Bird team. Uh, Quebec, I think we both had Lee Tobin. Did we not? Uh, I had Mary France, but Lee Tobin second. So we can say Lee okay, Tobin. Let's go with Lee Tobin. Ontario, we have Rachel Holman. Yeah. With, now we have to decide, is it is the team better with Allison Kreviasik or Joe and Courtney? I think with Joe and Courtney. Yeah. Right, so you're picking the 17 team. Yeah. Rather than the 14 team. Okay. Uh, Northern Ontario, Heather Houston. Yeah. Manitoba, uh, you have Jennifer Jones. I have Connie Laliberti. For both of us, they're in the field. They're both in the field regardless. Yeah. But I had, uh, excuse me, we both have Jennifer Jones with Caitlin Laws. Yeah, that's right. And not with Kathy Overton Clapham. Because I, with Connie Laliberti, you get Kathy Overton Clapham in the field. Uh, Saskatchewan, Vera Pazer. We have her, both of us have Vera Pazer for that. Mm-hmm. Alberta, Kathy Borsch slash Kathy King. Um, British Columbia, we have to come to some sort of detente. Um, all right, Linda Moore only won the one, so I'll give the tie break to Kelly Scott. All right, so we got Kelly Scott, the 2017 team. We have from Yukon, Shelley Bidfell from 1983, Northwest Territories, the 2009, Kerry Galusha squad that beat Jennifer Jones, Nunavut, the team from this year. Uh, <laughs> my team Canada is Jennifer Jones. 
Your Team Canada is Sandra Schmerler. That's right. My wildcard team will be Sandra Schmerler, while yours will be Connie Laliberti. Right. So either way, we're getting uh, all those teams yeah. in the field. So all those teams are in the field, regardless. So that's our field. Now, Scott, who do you think would win out of all those teams? Are they playing today? No, them in their primes. primes. So the actual year that we picked them from, that team is showing up. Once we master time travel, yeah, okay, that's the team that is showing up. It's uh, you know, it's really hard to pick against Mabel Dewar and their uh, (laughs) New Brunswick team, but uh, I assume they'll all be able to. Since we've mastered time travel, they'll also have access to all the latest sweeping technology. Yes, and clothing technology. Yes, they won't be uh, curling in uh, kilts. No. Well, but Colleen Jones. Colleen might Jones still, what might still be. Might yeah. still be. Um, but I, I got to say that 2017 Hoenn team, uh, they were so dominant, uh, so amazing, and we're just showing our home, home and our bias. Our home and bias. We do have a strong home and bias on this show. It's uh, kind of scary how much of a, of a home and bias we have. I got to go with Colleen Jones. I'm going to go with that team. Yeah, at that their, team is so peak. good. They were so – they were just incredible uh, and pretty – Pretty close to untouchable, so I'm going to go with that Colleen Jones team there. So that's it. That's our fantasy Scotties. All right. So there you have it, Scott. Those were our thoughts from two and a half years ago. Are there any major changes that you would make to your field based off of what has happened on the past two years? We've had two more Scotties since then. We've had one more world championship since then. And I don't know if any of those things would change my opinion on any of the teams. But what about you? Has anything that's happened in the past two and a half years forced you to re-examine some of your picks? I I don't think so. I think, you know, two, two years is not like a, a lot of time to really force anything over the top. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would change anything uh, based on what we just said. Yeah, I, I agree. I think what we had there, no, nothing really has happened too much. You have a first-time winner this year in Kerry mm-hmm. Anderson. Last year, you had Chelsea Carey. Winning her second's a big deal, but given that she's playing out of Alberta, kind of a tough uh, tough sledding to overcome the situation there and, and climb to the top of the Alberta mountain. So I don't mm-hmm. think I'd make any changes off of those two years either, nor in terms of the the folks who have won provincial championships and played in Scotties since then. Nothing, nothing quite seismic has happened. So I'm going to stick with my picks, and I'm going to, I'm just going to say it too. I think that Barapazer should be Saskatchewan, and that Sandra Schmerler is a better wild card pick because Sandra Schmerler and her team, I know they're from Saskatchewan, but they have a more national following, and having them be team wild card allows the whole country to cheer for them, and uh, the the way we think of them as. Team Canada back in 98. And I, I stand by Jennifer Jones being Team Canada because she's won it the most times. And then having Sandra Schmirler as Team Wildcat is almost a Team Canada 2 type situation. So, you know, don't come at me for Vera Pezzer. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Vera Pezzer needs to be in this field. I, uh, I kind of agree with you. Uh, how, we get, how we get her there, you know, it's probably the best way. Uh, you know, with some some time to think about it, that she be Saskatchewan, but uh, yeah, yeah, Sandra Schmirler, I think. Whoa, uh, Team Canada, 
Team Canada. Things going on out there. Hintenberg. Jeez. Real uh, vroom vroom. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so let us know what you think of our picks. Let us know if if over the past couple of years, if you listened to this a couple of years ago, if your thoughts have changed or, or who you would put in your all-time Scotty's field. Just want one quick bit of news that's a follow-up to what the discussion was that we had last week. Northern Ontario has announced that Kristen McCarville and Brad Jacobs will be offered the spots in the Briar and Scotties, respectively, for the spring. They're not going to run a provincial championship. Brad Jacobs and his team have accepted. Kristen McCarville's team has not accepted at this point. Uh, they have not said no, but they also have not accepted the invite from the Northern Ontario provincial governing body, whatever it's called, NOCA, right? Um, Okay, yeah. they're, uh, so they're, they're still uh, assessing that. And I also want to recommend to everybody a two-part article that uh, Ted Wyman wrote in the Winnipeg Sun this week. Uh, first part is looking at, they're, well, they're both looking at whether the Briar and the Scottish format should be changed. First part, there's a lot of the elite players describing why they think it should. Second part is a lot of the players who go to the Briar but not the elite players who are arguing more in favor of the current format. I would recommend it to you. Hmm. And certainly we've talked about it on this show. I think our positions are pretty clear on what should happen and that, or, or I guess more clearly what shouldn't happen for those two championships. But I, I would recommend those two articles to you. I think Ted lays them out, lays out the arguments pretty well in those pieces. So just another, another sort of voice in the discussion. And it is relevant given everything going on in 2020. And the elite players are saying this is the chance to change it. And as I've said on the show before, that worries me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to hear more about that perspective, uh, give a listen to the old curling whatever podcast with Kevin Martin. Yeah. What, yeah. What is, Which what is, is I mean, their whole, like the whole point of that show is to change the Scott. He's in the Briar. Like, it's, it seems like that's the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's in their mission statement, I'm sure. So uh, yeah. So, so they'll, they'll lay out that perspective. And uh, so there you have it. And, you know, maybe if things change, this will really be something for the archives. And people are like, what? Provinces and national championships? Crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, when we look back on this 50 years from now. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this repost, one of our favorite shows. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show. Wherever it is you get your podcast, do the likes, the ratings, the comments, all that fun stuff helps other people find the show, helps us grow. And of course, you can always head on over to GameofStonesPod.com. Check out all of the fun stuff there, which is really the merch. You can click on the merch tab, buy a t-shirt from our friends at Coastal Rain with our logo on it. All proceeds are going to Food Banks Canada, and we are matching those. And of course, you can follow along with everything going on with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. You can follow Scott at Scott Lakes TV, and I am at the Sean Graham. And let us know what you want to hear on the show. You can email us Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So, Scott, that's it for this week. Yeah, good week, Sean. Good to revisit an old classic. Uh, nice plug there about the the t shirts. It is the holiday season. Uh, we're going to make a donation uh, very soon to to the food banks again. Uh, so get get uh, buying those shirts makes a lovely Christmas present. Uh, just got another order in today. So uh, yeah, get them while they're hot. Absolutely. Uh, I can think of no better thing 
in this holiday season than to wake up and open a gift that has a Game of Stones t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many, so many options to choose from. So great. Yeah. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, thanks everybody for the support with the shirts. And uh, so that'll do it. We'll be back with you again next week with a brand new episode, but until then keep brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final. 